You're listening to the Social Selling Simplified Podcast. Stick around if you too are obsessed with learning things that actually work and believe that success leaves clues. We're all about identifying results-producing roadmaps and getting super clear on how to scale and grow your online business. From part-timer to president, social selling expert Ashley Shaw will help you connect the dots and take the guesswork out of what works to grow a social selling empire. It's time to hear from social selling legends, listen in on truthful conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks to reduce the marketing overwhelm so you can build the social selling business of your dreams. If you're ready to go all in, no holding back, and build the business you've always wanted, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, social selling guru, and fitness industry OG, Ashley Shaw. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Social Selling Simplified. I'm your host, Ashley Shaw, and I feel like today's episode is, I have no idea where it may take us. Because I feel like there are a bunch of different really cool directions that we could go. And yeah, I'm just feeling inspired that it could go in many directions. But the idea I had for today's episode was to talk about the science of happiness at work. And I don't know about you guys, but there are certain times I think about my business or career that I've had in the past and I can attribute this state of flow where I just feel that everything is working. I feel so great. Like I remember certain days back when I worked for Good Life Fitness where I was working in the training and development department. And I just like, I loved my job so much. And I was teaching each day, I was doing training for sales, and there was onboarding for new associates and I just loved it. And I was also doing some training for brand new managers. And yeah, I just felt like I was really in the right seat that I should be in. And there were other times that I, you know, working in different departments and for other bosses that I definitely was like having heart palpitations at night. And I was drinking way too many energy drinks and, you know, probably consuming way too much alcohol. And you know, I was definitely not in homeostasis. And I think when I think about happiness and what that looks like, we have a pretty good idea, like our barometer of what that looks like. We know when we're in a happy place or not a happy place. And maybe we don't think about it a lot. I know I am somebody that always thinks deeply about these things. So forgive me if I'm going off the deep end a little bit on this, but I always maybe overthink these things. Like, what is happiness? Like, what is that? What do I have to put in place for that to actually be in line so I can experience happiness more often? And so this is really where the motivation for this episode came from, because I think over time, I've really learned what are the things that lead to our happiness and what are the things that make us feel like I could throw in the towel? I hate this. I don't want to do this anymore. I really do think it is a part of the everlasting motivation and commitment process is to find happiness in what you're doing. Because if you don't find that happiness, then you're always going to be thinking about throwing in the towel. And I do think when it comes to entrepreneurship and building an online business, it is, it's the long game. This isn't, you know, something that you can just 
set it and forget it without checking in. And, you know, especially with all this drive around social media and being seen. And even if you get to the point in your business where your business is really on autopilot, where you have ads running and you don't really maybe need to be on social media as much, you still need to check in with your business. Like I've made that mistake before of going on mat leave and just thinking like, yeah, everything's good. Like everything's fine. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, that's just what you sign up for is that, you know, it's not just clock in nine to five and that's it. Like you have this machine running that you really need to be in tune with. Yeah. That's a little bit about entrepreneurship too. I, I didn't really realize what the difference was. Like I always just wanted to be an entrepreneur. My parents were entrepreneurs and there is this connection there of, you know, as an entrepreneur, I don't shut it off. I'm always thinking about marketing and, you know, I'm always thinking about it. Call that a positive, call that not a positive. Yeah. That's just for me what entrepreneurship really is. It's like this deep burning in my belly that I'm always fired up and thinking about this stuff. And I'm really lucky that my partner, Bill, is also like that. So our typical evenings would be going to our garage, which we have a wood stove in. So we heat it all up. We get comfy in our wingback chairs out there, kick our feet up, and we watch marketing videos. And like, I know that's probably not normal for most couples that they have that thing that they bond over. But for us, that's really, I think, always been a shared interest. Like we both from the very beginning have been entrepreneurs. Our first business actually that we started together was called Lazy Groceries. And this was like 16 years ago. We've been together uh, 16, maybe going on 17 years. And that was the first thing we did. We started this business where we were going to deliver groceries to people. And I remember like we created all these different ads, like our ads back then were way different than what they are now. I remember this specific picture of two shopping carts like linked together. You know, when shopping carts get stuck. And I think our tagline was something like tired of shopping carts, making love, like (laughs) buy our groceries at Lazy Groceries. Um, Another one was a picture of our puppy. We got a puppy when we first got together named Carly from the Humane Society there in Kingston, Ontario. And so we get this puppy, we have this picture of her in her bed and it was like, think our puppy's cute, go to lazygroceries.com. So her marketing has definitely changed. But one thing has remained the same that we do share that love for marketing. So that could be a blessing, you know, a blessing and a hard thing also at the same time, because we're sort of always on like work doesn't, we we're trying really hard to shut it off, like especially around our daughter so that we're not just always talking work in front of her. Um, But that's definitely had to be a conscious effort. It just hasn't always come naturally. I grew up in an entrepreneurial house, so I was just used to everyone talking about the carpet store all the time. That's just what happened, you know? Um, And we didn't really, you know, weekends we were working. We lived in a, I lived in a mansion as a kid, uh, truly, like just being honest. Um, It was a eight bedroom, nine bathroom house. So, you know, my parents were they were freaking smart, <laughs> smart entrepreneurs. And, uh, but they put a lot of hours in. They were always putting in the time. And, you know, God bless them. They obviously 
had great work ethic and loved what they were doing. And they like they traveled hard. Like my parents have been everywhere. They have been on so many trips <laughs> for the the old carpet store. So I saw this balance of work really, really hard and then go on vacation for a few weeks. And that's where you like let your hair down sort of thing. So that's what I grew up like, I think believing balance was. Uh, and then I think getting a typical nine to five job, I was sort of like, okay, like balance is a little bit different. It's like loving what I'm doing, but then maybe being done at the end of the day and having weekends off. So then when I transitioned into a more of a sales role, this, you know, working nine till whenever your updates were in at the end of the night, which sometimes was like, you know, you're following up with people at eight o'clock at night and then you're working on the weekends. It didn't feel so balanced. And I think the difference for me now is that I love what I'm doing. So, you know, when I'm putting in those extra hours to study marketing and study new ways to get in front of the right people, it's really coming from a place of love. But I do feel at times that, you know, maybe I should have a different hobby. So I'm not always focused on this. Like, obviously, one of my one of my hobbies is is working out. But I think sometimes I feel maybe guilty for putting that time in. Like, I'll give myself 30 minutes a day. And that is like, okay, I got 30 minutes a day. I'm going to do that. Hey coach, I finally have something that I've been dreaming of providing for you. I know that you definitely didn't start this business because you really felt like pestering your friends and family and getting ghosted by everyone. Chasing people down or having to follow up with them is definitely hard work and it can feel so awkward and uncomfortable for everyone involved. But your upline probably told you that this is what successful people do. And they didn't mention to you that unless you're this superstar salesperson right off the bat, you're going to struggle forever if you keep doing it that old school way. 99% of coaches quit because they suddenly declare themselves this expert online and then go back and ask everyone who knew them to just start buying from them when they just started working out last week. And this problem applies to all network marketers, not just coaches. But the 1% that actually succeed have made it because they've caught on to a different system that's been proven to work. And it's just something that nobody really talks about. It's all about taking some simple steps to position yourself as an influencer first. So soon, instead of asking people to talk to you, you'll attract ideal customers who are already excited to learn from you and buy from you. They'll know exactly what you're about and how you can help them. Go to ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline to learn more and see exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to hunt people down and make them talk to you in order to get your bills paid for the rest of your life. Check out my short book called F what your upline said and get an entirely different approach that will feel much more organic and authentic. That's ashleyshaw.ca slash F your upline. I'm so excited for you to start implementing these four simple changes in your business and see how it absolutely transforms how you feel about your business and the results that you're able to get. Yeah, at times I do, if I'm just being honest, I do think about like, should I have another hobby? Is this unhealthy that I just think about this stuff all the time? So I'm trying to read more books and stuff like outside of marketing. Uh, Cause I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, 
yeah, I'm going to do some development and it's all about work. And that for me is like, well, maybe I should have some other hobbies. So this has been something I've, I've been on a mission to do. And I have been reading tons of great books lately. Some of my favorites have been Do the Work. Uh, that is one that I am obsessed with. I think her handle on Instagram is at the holistic psychologist. We'll make sure to link her in the in the show notes. And then the other one has been What Happened to You. That is a book. I think it's co-written by Oprah and another psychologist. So as you can see, like psychology for me is my other love, which is very interesting, I guess, because psychology does definitely has a lot to do with sales. But the focus for me in terms of my psychology pursuits have definitely been around understanding more about trauma and ego and how to do the work around those things. So super interesting. I won't go off in that tangent, although I very well could. So interesting. I think we all need to do that sort of work because every single one of us grows up in an environment where there are traumas that unless we take some time to become conscious of them, they play out in our everyday adult life. So won't go down that rabbit hole, but please, 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 if that is something of interest, go down that rabbit hole on your own. What I want to talk to you guys about is more in line with, okay, what are the actual components of being happy at work? They say there's actually four main components. And where this concept comes from is this book, Delivering Happiness by Tony Shea. And it's all about a path to profits, passion, and purpose. And I remember reading this book and I was just like taken back about how easy he made it sound um, to have this happiness at work. And that was one of their missions. That's always one thing that I always, um, I was always studying like these companies that, you know, how do they become amazing companies to work for? It was always a disconnect for me that, you know, these amazing companies made sure that their employees were so happy. And yet a lot of the companies I had worked for, like, oh, there were a lot of unhappy people back then. So I was always very interested, like, how do we get more people to be happy? And what does that take? And what does that look like? So in the book, Delivering Happiness, he talks about these four components. So the first component is vision. People need to be part of a bigger vision to feel like they have purpose and that they're aligned and that their their values are aligned. So if you are working on something that does not feel aligned with where you want to go, it does not feel aligned with your vision, like you're probably always going to be looking for something else. Whereas when you find that thing that your values are aligned and you feel like you're pushing in the right direction of where you want to go, like that is one of the components that you need to have. So the next component is a sense of perceived control. So this is that sense of having control over your own destiny, like really feeling that you have all the pieces that it's going to take to get you to that next level. And I think this is for me where in the online marketing world, it can ebb and flow. When I have a course or a mentor or a guru that I can follow that's helping me overcome challenges, man, do I feel, I feel like so energized. I feel like on top of the world. When I am lacking that, I can feel like, oh, this is so heavy. I have no idea what to do next. And it's that loss of control that ultimately is at the helm of that. You know, this is just so important. I think it's really, 
it's vital to always have that that next level of what you're learning and what you're doing next because it does make you feel much more just in control of where you're going, how you're going to get there, and what are the steps that you're going to take. For me, this manifests itself as overwhelm. If I feel overwhelmed, it's because there's a lack of control that I feel and I need to I need to find that person that is going to guide me and help me get to the next level. I think just by nature too, I'm somebody that I am not organized. Like if you saw my desk right now, you would see shiz everywhere, like just paperwork and things like that. I am very much a visionary. It just means that I, you know, it's not my natural nature to be very organized and have things all thought out. Like I am the one that like gets those ideas in the middle of the night and is like, you know, slacking my team, like, Whoa, have you seen this? Like, we should definitely do this. Like that is me. So having somebody to help rein that in and guide me is definitely an important part of me feeling happy at work and possibly you too. Next is perceived progress. So nobody wants to feel stuck. And that perception of making progress is, you know, you have to check in with where you've been and not rely on emotion. I think this is so easy for people to be like, oh, well, you know, I don't feel like I'm making progress. So therefore I'm not. But unless you're actually like looking at numbers that are non-emotional, like you always say, men lie, women lie, but stats don't lie. That is one thing for me that I feel like I'm making progress. Like when I see my reels gaining more reach and I see more people commenting and I see, you know, more people that are um, loving our new book, like F what your upline said, then that for me is like, okay, I'm making that impact. We are, you know, that we're making progress. We're getting out there more. That is an important part. Another part for progress for me is like, I finish all my tasks at the end of the day and I don't feel like I'm staying, you know, I need to work all night. And when that is out of balance, that feels like I'm a bit out of control. So those are some of the things you want to think about. Like, what can you put in place to help yourself get control or feel like you're in control and making progress? Like, I think, I do think those two things are a little bit linked, right? Like making progress and then the more that you can tie that into like a scorecard or something that you're looking at on a weekly basis, I think it actually ticks both those boxes. And then lastly, the fourth component is connectedness. So we're all very social creatures. We thrive on connections and we actually depend on those connections emotionally as well as physically. So this is one of the reasons why we actually decided to create Business Bootcamp, which is our Facebook group that connects coaches, nutrition and fitness coaches together to be able to ask their questions and lean on each other. And then we also have our Facebook group behind the scenes, Authentic AF with Ashley, which is for our members. And again, it's like to feel connected to each other, to be able to ask your questions and people that feel connected actually report greater happiness than those that are isolated. So that's why those like your coach network and other personal trainers that are doing the same thing as you that's why that feels so good. Like I remember going to a couple of different coach retreats and like, oh my gosh, there's like, I feel so great when I leave those retreats. And obviously during those retreats too, I've been so fortunate to be able to attend. Yeah. Like a couple in one was in Colorado, um, Arizona, they just feel so great. And even some of the fitness conferences I've been to as well, Ursa and CamFit Pro, like, you know, if you're lacking that connectedness, it doesn't have to be with other 
coaches, like you can go to these bigger events, like nutrition conferences and fitness conferences, even if it's virtual, like seeing other people and just building those connections is just emotionally, it's so good for our health to do those things. So those are the four components. And if you've ever heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, this is demonstrating how human motivation evolves rapidly once basic psychological needs are met. So it leads people to be more connected with freedom of expression, social status, a sense of achievement, a sense of belonging and other intangibles. One of the cool things about if you've never heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's like you have to get your basic needs met first, like, you know, food, shelter, like all those things. And as you start building up those um, psychological needs, then you can feel more connected and have that freedom to, you know, really go after that passion and vision and uh, sense of achievement and social status. Like you, you become more concerned with those things at the top. So that's definitely, we always used to reference Maslow's hierarchy of needs because it's like for that brand new person starting a business, like you can't get to that point of the higher up in the uh, pyramid until you get those basic, your basic needs taken care of. So if we look at actually Maslow's hierarchy of needs, it's, it's a motivational model. So you start at the bottom, the physiological needs need to be met, then safety, then becomes love and belonging, then is uh, self-esteem, then you can actually start to self-actualize. So if your motivation actually decreases as your needs are met, and once you get to the top of this chart, your motivation increases as your needs are met. It's interesting because you have to get those basic things met which are physiological safety, love and belonging, uh, self-esteem before you can actually start to self-actualize and your motivation increases as your needs are met. So if you're not feeling motivated, then, you know, it also can tie to this. So if you actually, I'm going to put this chart in the show notes. I found one here that has some really good examples. So physiological needs are food, water, warmth, and rest. This is obviously like a basic need. Your safety needs are security and safety. Like if you don't have those things, you're not going to like build your business and do those other things, right? Because that's going to take up the space in your mind. Next are belonging and love needs. So intimate relationships and friends, esteem needs are prestige and feeling accomplished. After you meet those basic needs, um, the physiological needs, you know, you're working on to meet those next. And not until you have those things can you actually move to the highest level, which is self-actualization, achieving one's full potential and being in that creative flow. It's just a step, you know, if you're worried about money and your security, like it's going to be hard to get to that next level. It's not impossible, but it's interesting thing to understand because it does impact how we feel and where we feel our, like your creativity may just not be there until you get to that next level. Yeah, we'll include that in the show notes. I really hope today's episode was helpful for you guys. Um, I just wanted to chat through that because I think it's, it is important to be really happy with what you're doing. And, you know, like there may come a time that you realize like this really isn't making me happy. And I really need to do more of this to be in line, in alignment with those things. And that is what growth is about. It's about making those realizations as we go and making tweaks so that we continue to live in that 
area that we should be in that we can feel fully energized and fully uh, full of light and love. So thank you guys so much for listening. And we will definitely see you next time uh, right back here at Social Selling Simplified. Thanks, guys. Thanks for taking the time to level up today. If you're ready to commit to personal and professional growth, move forward, make money and grow your health and fitness business, head to my free community on Facebook, Business Bootcamp for Fitness Coaches, so I can support you every step along the way. Thank you so much for tuning in today and we'll see you right back here next week on Social Selling Simplified.